Thanks for listening. If you'd like to schedule a one-on-one coaching with Dr. Lodi, please visit drsudliff.com. I am an American board certified OBGYN, a mom, a Muslim, and I'm talking about sex. This is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Welcome to the Muslim Sex Podcast. I'm Dr. Sadaf Lodi, and this episode is everything you need to know about Eid. I am here with my sister, and we will be talking about everything having to do with Eid and what we look forward to and uh, what we like, what we don't like, all that good stuff. But before we get into it, um, well, you know what? I don't need to do that because we're not talking about anything medical. We are talking about fun stuff too. We're just talking about Eid. So Rob, tell me, um, Eid is coming up. And so for those people that uh, may not be aware or the viewers and listeners that are watching, uh, this is, we are approaching the end of Ramadan. So this is where, this is the ninth month of the Muslim calendar. And we fast from um, basically dawn until sunset every day for 30 days. And so it just varies where you are in terms of the length of time that you're fasting. Um, for people that are in like the northern part of the world, <laughs> the northern hemisphere, the days are very, very long. And, um, but for, I don't know, Raf, how long is it for you? How many so, hours do you guys have? I'm just double checking. Yeah. So our sunset time for today is 7.51. Okay. We can eat at 7.51, inshallah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ours is around like 7.30. I don't know. It was 7.37 yesterday. So yeah, wow. 7.38 or something like that. That's so maybe like- <laughs> You get to eat 20 minutes before we do. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, we are, yeah, we're 20 minutes, I think, because we're further east yeah. than you guys mm-hmm. are. But, uh, but yeah, so for those that don't know, we, uh, we fast. And so now we're approaching the end of the 30 days and the, these last 10 days um, are very, very important for us. And specifically the odd numbered nights, uh, we believe in something called the night of power where people will stay up all night and they will pray. And that's the night that uh, it's believed that the Quran was revealed mm-hmm. during one of those nights. And that it's also a night where you ask where sins are forgiven and you ask for um, the decree, like basically what's meant to happen is also written. And then the angels carry that out. And that's also the night where supplications, um, so duas, as we call them, are accepted. So a lot of people will stay up throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people will stand up and worship for prolonged periods of time. Mm-hmm. And um, all that happens on the usually the odd number nights. It's the 21st, the 23rd, the 25th, the 27th, or the 29th. Mm-hmm. Most people tend to believe it's the 27th night um, that is the night of power, but we don't know. It could be oh, any of those yeah. nights. So um, how about you, Raf? What uh, did your did your community out there, what, um, what did you guys do? The last night was the 27th night. Yeah, so last night we were at the local masjid here. They finished the Quran. So we were there um, pretty late. And then um, they finished the Quran in the Thravi. And then so they did a long dua after that. And then after that, they had snacks in the, um, the, the hall downstairs in the masjid. So it was, it was really nice. Really, it was for us personally, the whole family went. And this is the first time since COVID, like the whole family was able to go because we would like either Usger would go or I would go, you know, mostly he would go because the kids were still young. We, we were kind of scared. So, but. 
it was really nice. Alhamdulillah, it was really, really nice. And then the new masjid is, mashallah, beautiful. It has a Turkish influence design yeah. and everything. So it's really mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, we actually we actually split up. So um, like Riz and uh, my older son, they went to a different masjid and then me and the younger boys went to a different one because one is closer to our house, but I like um, just kind of like the prayers at this other place. So anyways, yeah, but it, same thing. We stayed up pretty late and they finished the Quran. And uh, so that's another thing for viewers and listeners that may be just kind of listening, just to kind of learn uh, a lot of times. Um, they will finish the Quran. So during this month of Ramadan, we read a chapter of the Quran every single night and during these nightly pl uh, prayers that we call Tarawih. And um, during the 27th night, one of the odd number nights, they will finish the whole uh, Quran, which the actually, it, yeah, the whole recitation. And it actually takes a long time. So uh, to read one of those chapters, it, uh, it's pretty long. So, and it's in Arabic. So it's not like we're reading the, you know, translation in English or anything like that. Uh, the reason why we recite in Arabic is because our prayers are in Arabic and Arabic is actually um, the language that the Quran was written in and it's universal. So if you were to go to any place in the world uh, and you went to a prayer there, you would be familiar with that prayer because it's written in Arabic. It's done in Arabic, it's said in Arabic and so, you wouldn't have to you wouldn't go to like say like turkey and think that the prayers were going to be you know said in turkish they would be recited in arabic and so that's why uh, a muslim can go to any masjid anywhere in the world and still participate because it's the yeah yep the language that um the prayers are done in are is arabic and so everyone is able to read it um uh, you know we don't we don't always understand you have to look at the meaning in the language that you understand but the recitation is all universal it's all done in arabic so tell me what what did you guys like what did your kids like most about ramadan i know your daughter finished uh the quran middle one so that's fantastic that is a really really important feat for um most muslims specifically in the south asian uh community because for Arabs, I know it's more important that uh, memorization is more important of the Quran. Um, whereas for us as South Asian, uh, Indian Pakistanis, we tend to focus more on the recitation of it and trying to finish, finish it, it. Yeah. No, no, we were really excited about that. She's super excited. She was so happy that she finally finished it. Like I posted a video and you can tell in the video, she's like, it's the last Surah. And we're like, yes, you know, so really happy. But one of the... Um, Apart from that, what one of the things that girls look forward to is decorating for Ramadan. And they're like, they're like, are you gonna decorate? When are you starting to decorate? You know, we just try to make the house as festive as possible, you know? And so that and then we'd like doing the iftars going to people's houses to break fast. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I look forward to personally as well, because it gives me a break from cooking. But yeah, yeah. but what about you? Yeah, so it's funny, right? The difference between boys and girls. My boys could care less about decorating. They're just like, oh my God, we got to decorate now. So I'm like, no, we have to decorate. We have to make it look faster. Yeah. So that, you know, is really important because it kind of sets the scene for the month, I think. And then it's it makes it, you know, I think that different people have different uh, holidays. And so when they decorate for theirs, you know, it makes it very like Christmas, right? Like everyone knows it's Christmas time. And so, you know, the trees are up, yeah. the lights and and that's a beautiful time of year. And I actually love that time too, because it's so festive. The lights, but, I love the lights. Yeah, the lights are the best. 
But, um, you know, during Ramadan, and especially because, you know, we don't see the decorations everywhere, it's so important to at least have it in your house so that it feels festive and it kind of gets you in the mood for Ramadan and gets the kids excited. And, you know, we have a little calendar at home that I'm sure you do too, probably. Um, it's kind of like they call it the advent calendar. Basically, you count down the days. Yeah. Um, until Eve and uh, every day we just kind of mark it down to so they know how many days are left and it gives them something to look forward to. And of course, you know, being kids, they definitely look forward to the gifts that they'll get at the end of uh, Ramadan. And uh, and this year, it'd be great because you and I uh, are going to go see our parents and we'll be able to spend time with them um, during this uh, Eve and, uh, and the kids will get to see you know, their grandparents, which is really nice. Yeah, so. yeah, it's really important to spend time with the grandparents, especially for kids to help them build memories and just core memories of how Eid was spent and who they spent it with and everything like that. So. Definitely. So both that, yeah. What I think is super cool is that um, in Dearborn, right? Oh, like have my kids want to go to Suhoor Fest so bad. Oh my God. But it ends, right? Because it was last weekend was the last weekend. So it only happens on the weekends, right? I'm so jelly. I mean, like that was like that looked amazing. What? How many thousands of people did they have there? They had three hundred thousand plus people. That's crazy. So, for people that are listening that may not know what the heck we are talking about, um, so during the month of Ramadan, we have so our um, meal that we eat, the pre-dawn meal is called suhoor, and or in in like Desi language, you know, Indian Pakistan, we call it sadi. And then our um, breaking of the fast meal is called iftar. And so in Dearborn, which they started, which unfortunately wasn't there when we were there. No, no, no. Uh, yeah is that they started this uh, Sahur festival. So I guess, what are the timings for that? I think it's like 10 p.m. to like 3 a.m. or something like that. I want to say 4 a.m. I want to say 4. Um, yeah, I know. I think it's like maybe like midnight to 4 or something like that. You have to buy tickets now. It's very organized. They have all these food vendors come from all over, and they sell out. Yeah. Every weekend yeah, they sell out, that. you know? I so it looks phenomenal. That. It started within the last five years, something like yeah. that. It's totally amazing. So looks amazing. Yeah, they have a whole Instagram following and stuff like that. I was looking at their um, just their photos and their videos that they have on there, but it just is totally amazing, and it it really brings the community together yeah. because it's not you know. And I think they interview the organizer on there, but he talks about how you know it doesn't matter what sect of Islam or whatever that you're following. It's just the whole community coming together and celebrating the month of Ramadan. And, and of course, to do it in Dearborn, right? Like you and I, we both went to undergrad at Dearborn. Yeah. You know that Dearborn has the highest population of Arabs outside the Middle East. Lebanese, and yeah. So, Lebanese, yeah. yeah. And so it's, you know, what greater place than Dearborn um, to have something like that and to host it and the food, right? The food. <laughs> food is so good. You know, and tomorrow when we get there, when I get there, um, for iftar, you know where we're going, right? We're going to Hamidus. I know and that place so. is unreal. Hamidus. So for anyone, yeah, for anyone that's in Michigan, and this is not even a plug. I mean, we're not getting paid to say this, but this place is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And the phenomenal. food there is just unreal, and yeah. it is, and it's a tiny place, right? But it's like always packed and. Um, just so, so good. It is like, 
I know because they're both fasting, yeah. but it is so good and so delicious and um, just, yeah, very nice. Another um, family tradition that uh, my husband looks forward to during Ramzan is I make bakore, which I oh, eat yes. fritters like for, you know, non-Indopaks. It's veggie fritters and oh my God, I love making them. I mean, it's very time consuming, but just eating a pakora at iftar, like after you have the pizza date, after I, of course, I love ruavza with milk, not water, controversy people, controversy, but um, eating a pakora with chutney, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, those those pakora are good. I, I can't say that I ate any actually this this Ramadan. Um, but we actually, for our house, what we, uh, we always have to have fruit chop. Yeah, so fruit chop, for fruit sure. Right. Fruit yeah, chop is a staple. And for me personally, ruabza is a staple and pokora and samosa. Can't forget the samosa. I know, I know, right? So all of those good foods. So for anyone that doesn't know, you know, feel free to go check out at your local Indian or Pakistani um, restaurant, but you can definitely check out like pokore, samosa, Dehebre, I like dehebre. Um, you don't usually find fruit jar. Fruit jar, you just kind of have to make on your own. And ruza is a drink that you make. Uh, basically, it's like rose syrup. So right? either you make it with milk or water. And like, there's a controversy. People like some people really prefer it with water. Other people really prefer it with milk. I'm team milk all the way. If anyone knows me, team milk all the way. Ruza with milk. Yeah. 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 I know for sure. Milk. Um, it, it really tastes really good with milk. And we used to drink that all the time. Um, my kids, you know, my kids miss is, um, so we used to put um, faluda in it. Yeah, and you're drawing, you're crossing the line there, honey. <laughs> and my kids liked, um, you know, that thing called poop malanga. Yes, no. <laughs> they, they really like it. They miss it, actually. They, yeah. they uh, talk about it all the time. Oh, so many boundaries here. Yeah, I know they they really. Enjoyed I just it. like the just the plain rubza with milk. That's it. Mm -hmm. So, what are you guys wearing this year for Eid? What what are the colors? The color scheme. I know you always have a color scheme. The color scheme right now is pink. Um, Mom just got my package from Pakistan. I had clothes made in Pakistan and they were delivered. Ooh. So, Mom just got it, and so I'm going to bring backup outfits just in case they don't fit. We'll have bring backup outfits, um, but it's going to be pink. From me, the kids, and Usger, we're all going to be wearing pink, inshallah. Nice, nice. Yeah, this year we, um, I mean, and just for people that are listening, there's no, <laughs> no rhyme or reason. We just like yeah. coordinate. I mean, it's not a big deal. Um, the colors don't mean anything. But uh, I picked, um, I don't know, this year I, I saw this outfit that I liked, and it was royal blue, and uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it, it looks okay. So My backup outfit's actually navy. Is it? Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, so, and what are the things that you like doing most when we go to Michigan? Well, obviously just hanging out with mom and dad, first and foremost, get to see them, you know, hang out with them, maximize our days and afternoon with them. And then in the evenings, try to hang out with as many friends as possible that we grew up with, you know? Yeah. yeah. And of course, I love Dearborn. that. I know. Oh my God, Dearborn, we have to go to Dearborn. But I <laughs> I know, Rafia loves the jewelry. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I love going back to Michigan, just all those memories and also all of our friends and it's just so great, right? Have, the, have that time with family and friends and it's it's really nice. It's just uh, 
very nostalgic. Yeah, which is which is fantastic. I want my kids to have fond memories of Michigan as well because we had like most amazing memories going to IAGD and you know yeah doing Travi there with Imam Munir you know just just everyone that we grew up with there you know and alhamdulillah they're still our family and friends to this day so it's that our masjid just provided us so much such amazing roots you know yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. And it's fantastic to see how big that masjid has grown yeah. since we were, right? Since we were there. Yeah. But just, and so many people and families have moved into that uh, space. And it is really, really nice to see such a strong community. And uh, and really, you see the value of community when you go back, yeah. you know? Um, and because we still have those strong ties with our friends that we grew up with. Um, you know, it's it's different when you move out and, you know, you're older and things like that. But when you go back and you're able to still see those friends and and share those similar experiences, it, it's really nice. And yeah. it's definitely a sense of coming home. Yeah. You know, yeah. so which is great. It's great. Well, um, so anything that uh, parting words or anything that I don't know, do you want to say? Um, I hope. For people that are Muslim that are fasting, may all of your fasts and duas and supplications be accepted, inshallah, ameen. And then may we live to see another Ramzan, inshallah, next year. And then, you know, it's sad for Ramzan to go away, but then in the same token, come back to a regular schedule, regular sleeping schedule and everything like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. so many emotions, right? Yeah. So many with uh, Ramadan. I mean, like you look forward to it because of all of the things that Ramadan teaches you with the discipline, the self-control, you know, realizing that you are stronger than your appetite is, you know, that you can handle anything that comes your way, that you can empathize with people who throughout, um, you know, like every day don't have food, don't have drink, don't have water and don't have a safe place to stay and things like that and you can you know empathize because you see you know what it feels like to not be able to eat not have something to drink and you know i remember reading an article once and somebody said you know the difference between um somebody fasting in ramadan and somebody that doesn't have food or drink throughout the year is that at least you know and they were talking about themselves they were saying at least i know that at the end at sunset at least i'll have something to eat at least I have something to drink. Whereas this person that is suffering from hunger and famine and doesn't have any clean water to drink, they don't have that constant for them. Whereas it's just a humbling experience, like one month, a humbling experience, just you know. Right, and even let's say if they were fasting, they don't know that at the end of their fast, if they're going to have anything to eat or drink. Right. So for us, it, you know, really instills a, in us a sense of empathy and compassion for those that do not have food and drink throughout the year. And so I really look forward to Ramadan because I feel like it really helps me to focus on the spiritual and note so, not so much on the physical, but more on the spiritual aspect of my life and helps me to center and um, and just as your daughter finished reading and reciting the um, Quran, I finished, and I'm very proud of it, that I finished um, reciting the whole Quran this month myself, uh, last night during the night of power. Um, and that was really important to me to get that done. 
And uh, it's it was because, you know, I really I really wanted to do it. And also it, it was hard, you know, between work and kids and family and this and that. Uh, but I decided that that was my goal. And I spent over an hour every day um, reciting the Quran. So I was very grateful that it happened and it happened on a very important night. Yeah. So that was that was very so, cool. Inshallah, Azgar will be able to finish the Quran probably tonight or tomorrow. Yay, inshallah, that is fantastic. So a lot of people finishing. That is really great. That is really amazing. Really amazing, mashallah. So that that is fantastic. That's good to know. And it's a really, it's a really big deal. It takes a lot of commitment. Yeah, for sure. So that that is really amazing. And um, that's actually one of the most important things I think about Ramadan is, is that it just teaches discipline, right? Yeah. It just teaches focus and discipline and that's right. I love about it. And and when, like you said, right, when it ends, you have like this mixed sense of emotions, right? You're you're sad that it's leaving, but you're also happy that you can go back to your regular schedule, that you can, you know, schedule things and that um that you can go on more of a regular sleep schedule. The sleep I think sleep is like is the hardest part, part. Yeah. Going to sleep, waking up, and then trying to go back to sleep and then waking back up because kids have school, you know, you have to get yeah. them there on time. We may have been tardy a few times this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's tough. Yeah, that that sleep schedule is really tough when you get up for that pre-dawn meal and you're up at like whatever time. Like for us, it's at four a.m. Yeah. and yeah. Then, you know you go back to sleep and it's even before five, and then you get up again for work, whatever. You have to get up, you know, before seven. It's just um, it, it's it's a little tough, but you know, it's okay. It's um, it's temporary. Yeah, it's but, a month, so it's still yeah. Oh, great, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, sis. No you know, we haven't done a haven't done a podcast in a while, so very nice to have you come back on. And uh, and so for anyone that and for everyone that is listening, Eid Mubarak so to you welcome. and to your family. And um, like just as my sister said, may God accept your fasts and your prayers and everything that you've done. And for anyone that is listening, that um, is just learning about Eid, I hope this was helpful to you just so that you can um, learn what your Muslim colleagues may be going through and what they're expecting and what they anticipate and uh, what to say to them on their holiday. And that would be Eid Mubarak. So Eid Mubarak to everyone. So. We are done here and it's been real and really intimate. And uh, remember that we all we didn't talk, give any medical advice at all, none. We just had fun this time around. So um, until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Please be so kind to leave a review for the Muslim Sex Podcast. Five stars are always welcome and I would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast.